0: Uno. What's up, New Tech? How are you doing? It's TNT Weekly. Welcome to another episode, episode 16, The Boxer with Jerry Cooney. Taped this show earlier this week. Just an honor to have him on the show, and uh, have lots of love for Jerry Cooney. Um, just an amazing story, and I hope you like the story too. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I'd like to welcome on to TNT Weekly Podcast, heavyweight boxing legend, the gentleman, Mr. Jerry Cooney. How you doing, Jerry?
1: Hey, you know what? I'm doing great. I, through all what's going on around the world, I'm hanging in pretty good. i got a great family. My family's healthy. I feel like a million dollars. I mean, I tore my rotator cuff about two months ago. I had surgery, so I'm back on the mend. I'm in physical therapy, but still got my boxing gym. I'm on serious XM a couple of days a week. Everything's going good.
0: That's awesome. Listen, what I want to do first, Jerry, and, and uh, you know, I got to know you through a very dear friend of mine, and I know he's a dear friend of yours as well. I have to give a big shout out to Mr. Steve Gallant, aka Gordy to me, and how you bumped into him in Ottawa. I mean, he was just at the front lines of helping out the youth in Ottawa, and he put together this Ringside for Charity event, which is just amazing, I think, for decades. The last, the last decades, it's been a top event in Ottawa, and that's where he met you. You guys became close friends, and then he gave me the opportunity to meet you. So let's thank Big Steve out there, okay?
1: Well, we're going to thank Big Steve, but the one bad mistake he made, i got to tell you, <laughs> I, probably his whole career, was the day he got in the ring with me to box.
0: He did not.
1: He did. He did. And we went to his we were at this gym, nice, beautiful gym, and I boxed one of the female uh, boxers there. It was uh, actually a coach now. She's a great lady, and we had fun, and Steve wanted to get in there. And it was very funny to see the expression when he got in. He was so excited. <laughs> so after the first run, when we were playing around, it was like he at the expression on face like, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great man. I love Steve Gillard. He's a very close friend of mine, now. Uh, he's done so much good for so yeah. many people throughout yeah. his life.
0: Yeah, I love him too, and he's a dear friend, unconditional. And uh, so that's, that's the connection where we got to meet. So, listen, Jay, before we start in your boxing career, one thing that I did find out about your roots is uh, you have Canadian roots, and your grandparents uh, are from Newfoundland, Canada.
1: Yes, my uh, my father. Actually came from uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, and I tell you, I took a trip once to uh, Nova Scotia. Man, did I have enough of the there? You know, the Newfies <laughs> were making fun of the Nova Scotia. Nova Scotians making fun of Newfies. I couldn't <laughs> wait to go home. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah, they're beautiful people. Uh, beautiful people out east. Jerry, listen, yeah, in your stellar uh, career, um, you yeah. know, what were your first inklings of? of of finding out your love and passion and 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 the hook that got you into boxing
1: well it's a great question And you know i i grew up in a rough tough irish catholic family uh my father's irish irish and, and canadian and, and he drank a lot and he, it was a lot of anger in the house a lot of you know t- tough to make ends meet and so my older brother left the house at 15 and i followed him a couple of years later I used to go watch him in the gym. He started boxing. And so I used to have a heavy bag in the basement. And I put the gloves on. I got to the gym that day. I asked if I could box somebody. And they put me in there with some kid who was, had a lot of experience. And they kind of knocked me around the gym for a little while. So I went home. I said, forget this. And the next day, I went down and hit the heavy bag, understanding that the guy's going to come after me. And so then I went back to the gym at 15 and a half. And I asked to box that kid again. except he couldn't do that to me anymore. And then six months later, I won the middleweight championship in, uh, in the state of New York in Madison Square Garden, and my life was started.
0: Wow. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and then the journey started from there. When when you hit the pro levels, Jerry, what, what was your peak performance uh, weight and, and shape uh, that you were in? Obviously, you know, your height at that time. I mean, you were always known as – this such big body presence in the ring in the heavyweight division. What were you at your top-notch weight?
1: Well, listen, before, before you get into it, I just want to say that in 1976, I, I was on the United States team. I okay. came back with four knockouts in, in, in Europe. I came home. They told me the Russians were going to come in. And I was going to fight the third-ranked Russian. And I found that six days before the fight I trained. I went in. Thank God I hit the guy in the chin knocked him out in one round because uh, I wasn't in the best of shape. And then the president of the Olympic Committee called me, told me I made the team where i like to go. And I told him, I'm sorry, my father's very sick. I'm not going to be able to make it. Three times I told him that. And he said, are you sure? And he hung up. And that was 10% true. 90% was I didn't have the confidence. From my upbringing, I didn't believe in myself. And I thought, what am I going to make an of myself? And it's one of the biggest regrets in my life. I tell kids today Follow your dream, do not cut it short and and then i uh, I turned pro in, in 77 and uh, my, my my greatest weight I probably had four homes. I was two twenty five I should have been two forty, but I was in such good shape that I wanted to um, uh, I needed the extra weight and it was one hundred and fifteen degrees that night under the lights. And uh, so I was a little bit like, by the time the fight was over, I probably came in around
0: 215, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, losing weight at that time. For, you know, our young listeners or, the, or those that don't follow boxing, um, back, in, back in, that, in those days, in that era with you, Jerry, at, at the top in the peak when, when you were climbing up through your career, getting noticed, becoming the contender, how close were you? How close were you to the heavyweight championship uh,
1: when you got into the ring with Larry Holmes? You know, I really believe in May 11th, 1981, when I knocked out Ken Norton in 54 seconds of the first round, I couldn't beat anybody in the world that night. I was in such great shape. I was fit. I was right on time, and I peaked at the right time. And that night, I want to tell you something. Uh, something happened to me and I started to drink. I don't know whether it was fear or I, I felt like I deserved it. And I did not take care of myself as well as I did leading into that fight. And 13 months later, they made me wait in and out for the fight with Holmes. And I wasn't in the best of shapes, but I went 13 rounds. We had a great time at night. We became great friends. And I wished that in today's time, it would have merited a second fight. And we didn't get it back then
0: yeah did that I did was reading up and uh, a little bit about your management and your managers that took care of you very well and and I'm not fully up to date in, in, in the politics back in that era of boxing, but I do understand that Don King had you know quite a hold on the industry and uh, where it was going with boxers whether he took care of them or not in that case and and there is there is you know articles that, you know, maybe some of the fights you could have had or should have had, you know, because you weren't managed by Don King, weren't there for you? Could you emphasize a little bit if that really did oh. affect some of your, well, that, your 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 openings in that market at that well, time when you were at your peak?
1: Well, that's a great question. And i got to tell you something. Don King owned every heavyweight except me and my managers, and we we didn't want to be signed to him because it was almost like, I was on his, you know, I was a slave to him. You, know, he, you you fought when he wanted to fight, how much he got paid, and we didn't believe that in, on one half. The other part, which was really bad, too, is that my management at the time, they didn't really get along. They wanted the big payday, so they didn't want to expose me. They didn't want to help me to develop as a fighter so that when the time came, I could have fought Holmes. I could have been more prepared. Now, I got to tell you something, in losing to Larry Holmes that night, I learned so much about the fight game and about being a fighter. Just in that experience, he was that good. But, yeah, Don King and my manager, both, they kept me away. They they, they did not let me go. They did not let me have the experiences of fighting some of the other top ten guys leading up to the Holmes fight for fear that if I won, then Don King would lose his heavyweight championship.
0: Well, wow, so much, so much pull in that political. It was very political and very leaning, all Don King leaning, actually, almost a mob mentality, right on, on, on taking well, um, the portfolio of boxers and taking advantage of them. Then,
1: well, yeah, and then at some point, what happened was a consortium of of, of uh, lawyers got together and they fought King, and they 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 stopped, they slowed him down. But you know, also listen in today's time it is the same you know you got uh, top rank of bob Arum, you got the zone you got showtime you got these organizations and they have all these fighters signed to them which doesn't allow the best to fight the best and that's the problem that we have that we need to get rid of and, and that's what's what's i mean bob Arum is doing a great job pulling the other guys together or signing them but you know the fight game is still a little bit handcuffed but it's getting mm-hmm. better and i'm really happy that you know i'm on Sirius XM every Monday, every Friday, at channel 156 from 6 to 8 p.m. And I have, uh, uh, I love the game. I love the fight game. Uh, and so I get to watch it and follow it. He comes on once a month with us. And it's changing slow, ever slowly, but it is changing. And we're going to see some great fights once this pandemic ends.
0: Now, Jerry, I heard um, on that same note uh, about the industry that, uh, you were leading up, or I don't know if it's uh, if you're still active in that area, or if it's still going to happen. Was there not talk of a union um, for boxers, and and were, were you not part of this drive to get a, a union in place for professional boxers?
1: Well, listen, I, I I support any kind of help you can give fighters. I had a foundation called Fist, where we help fighters uh, come in, fill out applications, find out where their weaknesses were. You these guys came in, they had problems mm-hmm. with paying their bills. They had problems getting work. They were having, you know, problems with alcohol and drugs. They were having problems with their families. It was a big, long list of uh, problems going on. And everybody, they're all used to, when they're fighting, getting a handout. But in life, you know, if you give a man a fish, you, him for, you teach him for the day, right? You, you yeah. feed him for the day. But if you teach him the fish, then that was our plan. But obviously what happened is we had hired somebody who confiscated some money, and and, uh, and we had to shut down. But the other organization with the union, the guys who need it don't have the money to pay dues. The guys that have money, they don't need it. Yeah. So it was something that could never really mesh. I, I was thinking along the lines, listen, if every promoter got out there and put $1 from every ticket into a foundation throughout the year and year and years, we could get a, such, a, such a, you know, uh, a fund to help these guys really get back on track. But, you know, these, these guys, you know, boxers are independent contractors, and the promoters and the managers like it that way.
0: Yeah. Back in your, in your Larry Holmes fight and, and reading over, I mean, it was one of the biggest purses in history at that point. Oh, yes, it, it was. And, and... Yeah, it, it was a very good payday for you, Jerry.
1: It was a great day. Listen, I was so excited uh, to fight Larry Holmes. Today. I met him when I was like 21 years old. I remember mm-hmm. he came to my gym and I was playing the game with him. I said, listen, if I can ever work with you, I would love to. And kind of fighters kind of played that little chess game. You know, every time you you have a conversation, you're trying to get under your skin. And, and then as we got closer to the fight, the, the, the animosity was real. And that went a little crazy there, but... Listen, we got in the ring, and the big thing about it was it, listen, it became a black and white kind of thing, which there's no place for in sports. And yeah. I think that was promoted by Don King to raise money for himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I didn't like him because I thought it was him. I was in Las Vegas with a bunch of friends I grew up with, eating lobster tail and turtle soup. What the hell? I wasn't, there was no racism in my camp.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: yeah. so I was so angry at him in the night. We got in the ring. We got to the center of the ring, and Mills Lane gave us instructions. And Larry Holmes looked at me and said, "Jerry, let's have a good fight." And that's sportsmanship, and that's heavyweight professional boxing.
0: Yeah, right down to the punch, absolutely. You know, one of one of the things that 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 I, I love about you, Jerry, and respect you so much, and meeting you, and, and and sharing some you know great golf times with you and Steve and Tommy as well is. Is you know with that payday for some reason if you look at this sport and I don't know why it happens Jerry and maybe you can speak a bit about that you know you're like an anomaly on getting your purse and then on top of that battling um, battling alcohol and the demons of alcohol wow and 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 still to this day holding on to to most of that. That fortune I mean typically I, i'd say nine out of ten that's all I hear are stories of, of, of boxers that are broke and lose their purses and lose their money over time um, and and you jerry you you kept it all together you, you how'd you do that uh, that's that's amazing and and then again, maybe you can light on you know why is this industry you know after boxers going through the ropes of so much hard work to reach the top, getting paid so well, and then ending up broke. What's going on?
1: Well, I mean, that's really uh, the story of all sports and of all entertainers. And it's a part of the game. You never think it's going to end. You know, uh, I was very blessed. I had, uh, I love people all my life. I, I grew up in a in a scary household and, a lot of negativity, but I got out and I learned to laugh. I learned about laughter. And, um, so, and I always knew that there was a rainy day coming. I always knew that someday I watched it through history. I watched it through all the fighters, Joe Lewis, all the guys ended up break, uh, broke walking on the heels. And so I was never really a big spender. I was fortunate that I, I wanted to protect my money. I wanted to keep my money safe. I mean, I wasn't, listen, let me tell you something. My children right now put me in the poor house. I got my kids, <laughs> they're both in college and I'm going to the poor house. I might have, I might have to fight homes again. <laughs> ah! but, yeah, But listen, listen, we, 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 we fight our fight and you know, and I was lucky to 32 years ago, I put down alcohol and I got with a bunch of people who helped me understand what I was doing, what was going on, and I straightened up, I cleaned up my past, and I became free. And I and I and through that process I learned so much about myself that I had a lot of shame about and felt like I failed and 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 that I made peace with. And then I also wanna tell you But I just have finished writing my first book about six months ago. It's called Gentleman Jerry, A Contender in the Ring, A Champion in Recovery. And it talks about my life and about what it was like as a kid, how I became a fighter, you know, all those experiences I went through and the people I met. I mean, I've been to parties before where everybody, I ever wanted to meet were there. And they were the party for, for my fight with Larry Holmes and me. So it was the greatest experience. I hung out with Frank Sinatra, you know, Bob Hope, most of the listeners probably don't know those people, but they were great people. And I got this opportunity through fighting and to help people. You know, one of the things growing up, I, I did it on my own. I had to bang my head against the wall all the time to try and get to where I was going. But it, it, it afforded me, as other athletes, to help the less fortunate get to a better place, more safety, and, 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 uh, and to enjoy their life a little better. And that's a great treat, too.
0: Super. I knew about your book, Jerry. I was going to bring it up later and uh, all your accomplishments after boxing. And um, since we're on the topic of the book, I know it's a life story. But what do you think that book, if someone picks it up off the shelf and reads it, will get from, from your story?
1: That, you know, life is a struggle and we have to continue. You know, we all get knocked down in life. We have to get up, dust off our pants and move on. Don't stay stuck. The the problem is we miss out on years staying stuck. Those years I was drinking, I I missed out on so many opportunities, so many things that I'm fortunate that I've been able to catch up on a lot of them now. And I'm also the great thing about it is I get to help other people on the same path get to a better place and to keep moving because unfortunately at the end of the story, we pass on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's good to figure that out now and to get moving and find your dream and follow it through.
0: Well, I, I, I can tell you firsthand, Jerry, and, and, and meeting you, um, you know, some of the things that stand out. I mean, you're this image, um, heavyweight boxer, your, you know, your, your stature, your height. I mean, it's intimidating and, and meeting you for the first time, you're such a soft-spoken gentleman and where I think you really, knocked it out of the ring to me is is on one of our golf trips with Steve and down in Naples and I'll never forget that moment. I mean uh you regularly visit AA and um you know you asked Steve and I to join you and I went and I'll tell you I was moved. I, I was moved. And when I when I sit beside you and you're sharing what you went through and you're so transparent in it and it's obvious that you want to help others to me, that's the champion that, that I loved. And, and, you know, thank you for that moment, Jerry.
1: Well, and, and I want to tell you, thank you for that, for saying that. But part of the process is to free myself up from it. If I keep it inside me, I'm not helping anybody else. And I'm keeping that little monster inside me. I'm not growing, I'm not mm-hmm. becoming free. So mm-hmm. it, it's a twofold kind of uh, experience that we get to. Help the other person that's coming in struggling. And also I'm able to reach new heights because I'm getting rid of it.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Um, that's fantastic, Jerry. So Life After Boxing, obviously, is, has been good, your, your, your help with youth. But you have a few things going on. I mean, your book was amazing, a great release, uh, your ESPN show. Do you have two shows per week now, Jerry? or?
1: Well, I'm on Sirius XM, not ESPN. It's Sirius XM. Okay. It's the big channel on uh, uh, private radio. Howard Stern Show. Right. It's all (laughs) around the world. And we've been on it for about 12, 13 years now. And I have a boxing program. We have, you know, athletes come on, boxers, movie stars. And we talk about the fight game. And we break down the fights that are coming up. And, boy, I'll tell you, I was up in Canada one time with you guys with Tyson Fury was up there.
0: Yeah, that guy and is I went uh, to a,
1: Oh crazy. man, he's been he's, he's a phenomenon.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How and do you so see I, the state? You know,
0: uh, sorry, go ahead.
1: You go go right ahead, you go ahead.
0: No, no, in that in that fact, you know, how do you see the state of boxing today? I mean, promoting it now on your Sirius Satellite show and, you know, the heavy involvement of MMA in in and, and the UFC on how that's, you know, possibly taken market share you know how do you see the state of of boxing uh today
1: listen mma is not boxing you know for a while there it was a new thing it was hot it was hip those guys get maimed i saw one of those guys he got kicked in the shin his shin snapped in half i mean you're taking elbows to the face you know you know you're taking knees to the head i mean that stuff is is so brutal boxing is in One of the greatest times it's like back when I was fighting right now, because you got over in Europe, you got promoters like the zone and Eddie Hearn and Bob Barum showtime They're all putting on fights over there here. And there's so many networks to watch it that the fans are really getting a chance to see some of the greatest fighters in today's time. Now, you know, that being said, you know, you know, um, the, 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 the divisions are all deep with talent. There's eight, ten great fighters in all the divisions. The welterweight, the middleweight, the super middleweight. The light heavyweight is crazy. And then you've got the heavyweight from the cruiser. I mean, listen, boxing is in a great state right now. The only problem is that with this pandemic, it's hit the world so hard. Mm-hmm. You can't see fighting. You can't see sports. The, 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 you know, New York City is shutting down. There's no one going to work anymore. There's no restaurants open. So we have to wait till we get a, a cure for this or some, some type of uh, peace. And then we'll get back to these great fights that are waiting in the wings to take place. I mean, wow, Joshua, Fury, Wilder. I mean, it's just phenomenal. So many different great fighters in the world right now. We're all going to get a chance to see them. And I'm hoping I'm going to be on with you sometime talking about them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, that would be awesome. Do you think that, You know, with this pandemic situation and what's been happening as sports opens up with empty arenas and empty stadiums and continuing to stream on TV uh, and sports channels alike, uh, do you feel boxing may take the same steps?
1: Oh, well, no doubt about it. The only problem that's going to come along is that we're going to have to find a way to fit everybody in. I mean, there's football, baseball, basketball, soccer... Boxing, uh, MMA, whatever it is, all those different things have been waiting in the wings to perform. So now we've mm-hmm. got to find a way and a schedule to make them all make sense. And listen to Zone and top rank ESPN, ESPN Plus, the Zone. They are really not knocking it out of the park because they're making it for $10 a month or $5 a month. You can see all these great fights. And yeah. plus, they have a, a library of great fights.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to show well awesome listen jerry we're getting to a wrap here and and it's been just a treat to have you on the podcast you know in ending what would you you know what advice would you give to young boxers that that have an itch for the game and the sport and um and uh advice for them in in taking a journey down the road to boxing
1: first i tell them to keep their Chin down and their ass off the floor. One, okay? <laughs> Number two, when you sign a contract, when you go into a business with somebody, you got to go to the commissions and find out what you're signing. You have to have, a, uh, you know, these managers and stuff, they, they they want you to trust them and they get you to sign these contracts. You got to figure out what are you signing, how long is it, and what does it mean? And the, the, the commissions around the country and the world, they have to, Sit down and explain that to you. We got to get more uh, understanding what the fighter's part in, and what the manager's part in, and what's going on. So nobody's in the dark. Because unfortunately, what happens is the fighter fights, and the manager's paying his rent and his his, his dry cleaning, and his car payments. And then as he gets older, and the manager gets a new guy, he's getting forgotten about, and he's got no. He didn't save any money because he thought it was never going to end. So we yeah. got to get more educated, and yeah. it's a great game, the fight game, and we have to pay attention, and so we can support and, and raise our own families.
0: Well, great advice, Jerry. Great advice. Uh, you know, thank you so much for being on TNT Weekly Podcast. Just an honor, and I can't wait till obviously this, this COVID thing settles down and we can cross borders again and and possibly get on the golf course again with uh, Steve and Tommy.
1: On the golf course, I can't wait till this border open up so I can get you in the ring. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got you got
0: you got to pay me for the last defeat on golf. I think that's still in the, that's uh, still okay. in the, that's still in the dudes, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought you owed me five yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> Right on, right on. Anytime, man. Listen, amigo, I can't wait to see you again, and uh, God bless. And Much love. Thank you so
1: much. for okay?
0: uh, thank you,